You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hey, welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name's Ken, I'll be your host today, and today we have a guest in the, uh, actually Skyping in with us, this is Sabrina. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good, thank you. And uh, we have our normal contingent of hosts, uh, Neil, Matt, and Jeff. Jeff is going to be our scorekeeper today, and we are going to be doing a three-for-all with the other contestants. Yeah, hey, uh, Sabrina, this is Neil. Um, Wanted to ask you a question. I know we've been talking a little bit on Twitter, but uh, I know that you've recently gotten into WWE, and and you've been watching it and following it. Uh, How's that been going for you? I think the most fun is honestly... uh, tweeting at other people about it and the endless endless gif threads um but yeah no i i've really been enjoying raw and smackdown right now who are your top five wwe superstars neil hitting you with the important questions yep aj styles uh enzo john cena Oh, who's the the one guy, Noam Dar, who keeps FaceTiming his girlfriend in the middle of the ring? <laughs> this is a very eclectic mix. I really enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, whoever, I, I always forget their names, but whoever's in the fashion police, yep. I think it's hilarious. Oh, Fandango and uh, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. a great, yeah, that is me, a great. Me and Jeff agree. with the yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very eclectic list, uh, and you can't teach that. <laughs> And uh, before we start, we just wanted to ask you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your Jeopardy history? Because uh, we, we often think that that Twitter profile uh, photo is one of the coolest around uh, that you have with Alex Trebek. So why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, I'm certainly never changing it. That will be my Twitter picture until I die. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was on Jeopardy in April of 2016. So at about this time, I guess, wow, two years ago now, I was in Kansas City auditioning. Um, it was an incredible process, an incredible experience. Uh, the best part about it, honestly, has been like being part of the former Jeopardy contestant family ever since then. Um, we have a really active Facebook group, and everybody uh, everybody talks all the time, either on Learned League or, you know, like everybody's starting a podcast now. So, like, Lita George over on uh, Something Something Birds, he actually is auditioning for Jeopardy today. So, like, it just, it, ne- it never stops, and it's, uh, 
I don't know. I, I almost as cool as actually meeting Alex Trebek. Well, yeah. Shout out to all of our uh, listeners who are uh, former Jeopardy contestants. A lot of you guys are active on Twitter with us, uh, so thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully, probably some, a couple future uh, Jeopardy contestants, and hopefully too. some future ones. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, I will get started with the rules of the game, and we'll get started. So it's uh, twenty questions and a variety of topics worth ten points apiece, split into two rounds. At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by me where players can rack up some extra points. At the end of regulation, players will enter the final round with the points they have accumulated and will have the chance to wager 0 to 30 on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, somebody will be named the cream of the crop. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. All right, and if everybody is ready, we will get started with question one. And we're just going to get the uh, the hockey question right out of the way. Oh. There's always one hockey question. Yeah, for you, there's definitely always one. Oh, let's go. <laughs> All right. Besides the newly created Las Vegas Golden Knights, there are four teams in the NHL that have never made a Stanley Cup final appearance. So just name one of the four. So that's Stanley Cup final. Believe it or not, I am locked in. Whoa. <laughs> what? Matt knows a sports question? Hopefully it's right. Otherwise, I'll feel real stupid. <laughs> um, I am trying to pick one of two right now. I think I am locked in. Just trying to decide between two kind of shitty teams, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if there's if there's four possibilities, I think I've got a couple of them. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay, because I have a an answer and i'm sure it's wrong because i believe they've changed to a different team um because my favorite goalie when i was a kid um was on this team i'll just start it off uh i i don't know anything about hockey so i just went florida panthers okay matt i'm pretty sure panthers is wrong but um i locked in with columbus blue jackets okay blue jackets and how about you sabrina (sighs) i also put the florida panthers but the more that i'm thinking about it now i think i might have flipped the coin wrong in my head Okay, so uh, Columbus Blue Jackets is on the list I have of four. Um, also included the Arizona Coyotes, Winnipeg Jets, and Minnesota, Minnesota Wild. No! I, I had thought Wild myself. That was yeah. the first one I went to, and I thought, well, they've been around for a while. But I couldn't, I couldn't think of a time where they were that. Yeah. That, I mean, they're pretty good now, but they're... Yeah, so I certainly expect that uh, some of these teams will make an appearance in the next couple of years, because um, some of these guys are coming up, especially the Blue Jackets in the Wild. The Wild spend a lot of money. So. Yeah, they're due. <laughs> they're due, for sure. All right, moving on to the next question. What is the name of John F. Kennedy's Assassin's Assassin? I am locked in. Okay. So as somebody who's been to the Sixth Floor Museum... At Dealey Plaza, I would I would recommend it. It's probably one of my favorite museums of all time. It's a it's a really wonderful place. So if anybody ever finds himself in Dallas, um, if you don't have four hours, make four hours. It's a it's a really really cool well place to go. It, huh? Yeah, so Neil, um, Neil's doing his alphabet thing where he runs through every letter and tries to, and then know. comes up with nothing and writes <laughs> writes a joke answer anyway. Uh, all right, so I guess I'll start one more time just since I'm on the mic. Um, I could not remember the name, so I went with uh, Bruce Lee, Steve Harvey, Oswald, Cobblepots. Oh, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is not correct. Uh, I peeked over at Matt's sheet, and he has a qu- quite an amusing answer. What do you got here? Uh, John Wilkes Booth, the fifth. No, it was not the great-great-grandson of John Wilkes Booth. So close. Um, and Sabrina? As cool as that would be, uh, I believe his name is actually Jack Ruby. Mm. Yep, Jack Ruby is the correct answer. Famous club promoter. Yep. Yep, a notorious assassin assassin. (laughs) 
Okay, moving on to the next question. And I think uh, Neil will maybe uh, feel a little better about this one. What famous magician and supernatural debunker was born Eric Weiss? I'm locked in. I was right in my suspicion. It's one of my favorite stories. I am locked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm locked in. Okay, looks like we're in all around. We'll start with uh, Neil since he was confident. Uh, so one of my favorite stories is uh, this person who was a debunker um, told his uh, wife uh, that when he passed away uh, that he would try to contact her uh, if the afterlife was indeed uh, real. Um, but uh, when his mother died, uh, a medium said that his mother co- uh, connected with her through the ether, whatever you want to say, and wrote a letter to him. And the letter was uh, it, the letter started with "Dear Harry." And uh, his real name was Eric, and uh, he knew that his mom would never call him Harry because that was his stage name. So it, it was uh, Harry Houdini. Mm-hmm. Uh, who did you have, Matt? I was actually thinking it was one of Penn or Teller because they have that standing thing. If somebody can prove they're psychic, they'll pay him a million dollars. So okay. I was thinking magician, so I said Teller. Okay. And uh, how about you, Sabrina? Uh, I actually went with the other one. I went with Penn. <laughs> Penn Gillette. No, it was Harry Houdini. Uh, I was looking for an official... Uh, you know, write up of that uh, story that you relayed. I could not find it uh, online, so I had to simplify my question just for the sake of uh, making sure that everything was factual. But uh, that is the basis for my question as well. So good job, Neil. Okay, moving on to the next question. What religious founder was killed by a mob after being jailed in Carthage, Illinois, alongside his brother Hiram in 1844? Ooh, I am locked in. Mm bad for me you got a line of thinking on this one sabrina yeah uh, i got this question wrong a couple of weeks ago on learned league and i'm never getting it wrong again all right <laughs> there you go okay i'm uh, not confident i have an answer though okay neil's in sabrina's in matt is writing something down mm-hmm. all right let's start with matt yeah i think i thought it was the guy that started mormonism and i can't remember his name so i put john mormon okay well you were right <laughs> that it is the guy who started mormonism yeah. uh neil what did you have i can't remember his name uh i just put joseph smith damn joseph it smith <laughs> how, about, how about sabrina yeah so it's it's the mormon guy after this they decided that the garden of eden was in independence missouri which I don't know if any of you have ever been to Independence, Missouri. Just but, uh, just um, an Oregon Trail. <laughs> afraid not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, decidedly not a uh, paradise. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Joseph Smith. Okay, oh, yeah, that's Joseph, right. Joseph Smith is yeah. correct. Yep. As soon as I heard it, <laughs> damn it, I was in the right ballpark though. I feel good about it. Yeah, let Neil take his take his pills here. <laughs> <laughs> take, take the limitless pill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I'm like I'm like half in the bag for a migraine, so I'm just I'm, I might take it. You're pre um, migraine, as you say. I am pre migraine, yeah. Yes. On the other podcast, yeah. Okay, it's time for question five. Our listener submitted question. If you have a good question you want to hear on the game, uh, make sure you send us an email to trivialitypodcast at gmail dot com, and in the subject line, please put question five with the host name so we don't uh, peek and cheat. All right, so this one comes to us from Adam Abasi. And it is a pretty difficult question, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a range here. He writes, The Concorde, a supersonic passenger jet that could travel twice the speed of sound, was able to make the trip from London to New York in what amount of time? And I will give you a 15-minute range either way. So a half an hour total range. This is a plane from London to New York? Yes, that's correct. 
but specifically the Concorde. Okay. It was one of the only routes it really flew consistently, so it's the one that's pretty famous. I'm just hoping we build like a sub-Atlantic tube system based on something I'm sure Elon Musk will come up with. It's about time, I say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the underwater hyperloop. Okay, um, looks like uh, the gentlemen in the studio are in. Are you in, Sabrina? Oh, I am trying to remember. They actually uh, mention this in out loud, like how long this is in The Parent Trap, the remake. <laughs> and I am racking my brain trying to remember that's where um, Ken got the question. He was yeah, watching well, the other day. Maybe maybe up. Adam pulled it from the parent oh, trap. that's right. <laughs> we'll have to ask him. <laughs> I am locked in. Okay, and I will be taking the answer in Lindsay Lohan's bad English accent. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, go ahead, Neil. Oh, me? Uh, I, I don't know. I just put uh, three hours, 45 minutes. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a little longer than that. I said four hours and 45 minutes. Okay, and Sabrina? I went a lot shorter than that. I said two hours and ten minutes. Well, does okay. anybody know how long a standard 747 flight is? It's like seven, eight hours, isn't it? Right. And they fly at about four fifty five hundred miles an hour. So if as a benchmark, just, I just trying to I, figure it out. I took my flight to England when I studied there and just cut it in half and then minus a little bit more because it was the Concorde. So I, that's where my guessing was. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, Neil, having some frame of reference on this is the closest, and he is just within the range because the correct answer is three and a half hours. Oh, mm. wow. Nice job. Nice job. It was definitely mined out of my ass. Um, <laughs> although I did have a frame of reference on this one, like Ken said, so. All right, so this one uh, might present some difficulties. I always have trouble um, asking music questions because I'm not so much into um, older music and uh, you know pop music as much. So hope this isn't too difficult, but I gave a lot of clues. So what modern progressive rock act's moniker consists of the names of two protagonists of the Amory Wars, a comic series created by the band's frontman? Both names begin with the letter C. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Was that enough? Oh, good. Was that enough clues in there? It's, it yeah, looks like okay. it. Everybody's writing pretty mm-hmm. fast. All right, let's start with Matt since I think this is in his wheelhouse. Yeah, uh, Coheed and Cambria. Okay, and Neil. Uh, I believe it's Claudio Sanchez is the mm-hmm. lead singer. Uh, yeah, Coheed and Cambria. And Sabrina. Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad you guys got that. I Welcome home. I thought if anything was a little bit uh, too hard, it was that one. But it's uh, a great song on rock band to sing. Welcome home. All right, moving on to question seven. What popular alcoholic beverage's name translates to Master Hunter in English? Try not to bomb on this question. Uh, boo. Is that too much? It was too much. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. I had it before. So <laughs> did I. Yep, locked in. I just did um, my beer, wine, and spirits training at my new job, so a lot of this stuff was just drilled into my head. So if you have any more, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> good because that's usually where we're weak yeah uh in in ken jennings autobiography he talks about having to learn um, about alcoholic beverages for jeopardy and so he made himself a bunch of flashcards with all the different like drink recipes and all sorts of stuff and so he's never tasted alcohol before he can recite he can just recite off all these different things because he literally just sat down and studied it it but, comes up way more than you would think in trivia and in these kind of settings where there's always like an alcohol question. Uh, well, at the end of the question, he said, you said a reference to bomb. And I just don't feel like the Bombay Sapphire is, is the answer because it doesn't sound like it would translate into anything. Um, 
and I have beef eater in my head, but I know that's just a guard, uh, or you know, in, in England, because um, our friend that's all he drinks is beef eater uh, gin. He doesn't drink water; he just drinks <laughs> just gin. Oh man! And I'm trying to go through tequila and rum, trying not to bomb. In this and question. you are bombing in this question. <laughs> I am bombing. Uh, all right, I'm reluctantly in. Okay, we are all in. Can I ruin um, Neil's fun? No, I'm kidding. Let's start with Neil. Uh, I just put Tangeray. Oh. Well, me and all my boys tonight, we're going out. We're getting Jaeger bombs. Uh, Jaegermeister. Jaeger bomb. <laughs> How about uh, you, Sabrina? Yep, Jaegermeister. All right, Jaegermeister is correct. Oh, Literally translates think, uh, to hunter, master. Well, Jaeger is hunter. I wasn't even thinking about Meister. Jaeger. And if you look at the bottle, it has that big A hunter, yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> so Neil was just overthinking this one, unfortunately. But Is it just a deer? Yeah. Yeah. It's a deer. Okay, let's move on to question eight. What element with the atomic number 31 and symbol GA is a metal that becomes liquid at temperatures greater than 29.76 Celsius or 85.57 Fahrenheit? You spoiled it. I was going to say 86 degrees. For the record, I have probably 12 ounces of this on my desk at home. So I am locked in. Yeah, I, I know nothing of elements, so <laughs> I am going to just lock in with an answer and not hold anything up. The best part is I've I've made reference to owning this before at Trivia Nights. You have, yeah. <laughs> I remember you talking about it, and you're like, I have it on my desk, and I play with it, and I did never, <laughs> it didn't stick with me. Mm. Nope. Okay, let's start with Sabrina. All right, well, I took way too many chemistry classes in college, so I would feel personally bad if I didn't get this. Uh, this is named after the old name for... France, Rome, I don't remember. It's uh, it's gallium. Gallium. Mm. Yep, that's correct. Uh, Neil, what did you have? I had Georgia on my mind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I took uh, no chemistry classes in college. Uh, I put iron, even though I know that's fe. Okay. Looks like Sabrina's getting some points. <laughs> Good job, Sabrina. I can't remember how it goes, but there's a the gallium beating heart. Um, I, I can't remember. You basically, it's dissolved in a solution, and it it phase shifts back and forth, so it looks like a beating heart. Oh, it's quite cool. cool. Yeah. All right, question nine. In 1970, Arnold Schwarzenegger claimed two titles in professional bodybuilding. Name the two Mr. Titles he claimed. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm 50% on it. Um, and I love the movie Pumping Iron. I'm trying to remember from that movie when he's basically getting in Lou Ferrigno's head and he talks about how many of these titles he's won. And I can't remember the second one, but I took a guess. Yeah, Arnold being very mean to Lou in uh, Pumping Iron. It's a great documentary, though. I'm going to come out of retirement and beat you. <laughs> and he does. He beats him mercilessly. <laughs> I'm locked in. I believe uh, Ferrigno took second, though. I am locked in also. Uh, sure, on one of them, 50-50 on the other. Not even 50-50. Literally just strung words together. All but... right, let's start with Sabrina on this one. So... I think one of them is Mr. Universe, and okay. for the other one, this is one of my favorite TV shows, so I just put Strongest Man in the World. Uh, Mr. Universe, I had for one, and I was still thinking of Iron from the last question, so I said Mr. Iron Man. Okay, and Neil? So, uh, Mr. Universe is the first one that I was sure about, because he's won that, I think, six or seven times. Um, the other one, I couldn't remember if, I know some have weightlifting competitions go to like Galaxy and other things like that, and I thought maybe galaxy could be it but for some reason i just put uh, mr olympian okay so the answers i have are mr universe and mr olympia mm. uh I, jeff what do you think I, I think we can give him that that's tough i, I everybody's yeah. okay with that 
Yeah. Yeah. Super cool yeah. with that. All right, thank is you. It, thank is you it guys. Olympia or Olympiad? I can't remember. It's, it is Olympia. It's Olympia. Okay. And that you makes put sense. Olympian, but I think that's fine. Okay. Last question of the first round. Question ten. The first chess computer to defeat a reigning world champion defeated Kasparov in nineteen ninety seven and had what colorful name? Stop shaming Gary already. <laughs> it's not his fault. I am locked in. What is the colorful name of that chess computer? Oh man. I have something. I don't think it's right. Yeah, I don't think I'm ready there. Okay, and let's start with Sabrina. She was pretty confident. All right. Uh, so before there was Watson, there was Deep Blue. No. Deep Blue. Okay, oh. Matt? I knew it was blue, but I said Blue Sky. Blue Sky. That's remember. not a bad guess. Neil? I knew it was blue, and I did something blue, and I put Indigo because I wasn't sure if it was just blue. Okay, yep. Deep Blue is the correct answer. And uh, Jeff, can we get a recap on the score? All right, so... Starting from the bottom, we'll see where he ends up. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll be here. Uh. <laughs> That's a bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in third place, Matt with 30 points. Neil, who had four in a row but couldn't string much more together than that, ended the round with 50 points. Sabrina is our leader, heading out of the first round at 60 points. Mm. All right. So, we will uh, move on to the halftime round. And this is a pretty simple one. So, I'm going to ask you for a list of items in a row. And uh, for each one that you get in a row, you will get 10 points. So if you get one, you'll get 10, two in a row, 20, three in a row, 30, so on and so forth. But if you miss one or get it out of order, that's it. It's like Fleetwood Max, the chain. Yeah, you just got to right. keep it together. Okay, so pretty <laughs> simple question here. I just want you to name the last five Nintendo home gaming consoles, starting with the most recent one. So the last five releases of the Nintendo home gaming systems. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. I don't even know if I have this. No, I think I got it. I never give up. I still try and play. I think I got it all the way back to 1985, but I might be wrong on one of them. I might be missing one. Yeah, we're only going five deep I know, here. but I just wanted to do that. Okay. Okay. I have five. I have five. Okay, so let's start with Matt on this one. All right, so the most recent one is the Switch, mm-hmm. uh, the Wii U, the Wii, the GameCube, 64, 
and then Super NES and Nintendo. Okay. We're only going five deep, I know. but uh, I'm a show Neil? off. Neil, <laughs> I forgot about the uh, the GameCube. I went uh, Switch, Wii U, Wii, N64, SNES. Okay, and Sabrina. I said Switch, Wii U, Wii, GameCube, N64, and then all the SNESs on the side. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it looks like uh, Matt and Sabrina will be taking their full fifty points. All right, and Neil will be taking thirty points home. As the correct answers were Switch, Wii U, Wii, GameCube, N64. How do you forget about GameCube? It's such classics. I know. It was the best one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, unequivocally. Yeah. Melee. Melee. All mm-hmm. the Super Smash games. Like Twilight Double Princess. Smash, Twilight Princess. Like, mm-hmm. or no, Twilight Princess. Twilight was Princess was definitely on Wii. Wind Waker. That hey. was the one that mm-hmm. was on GameCube. But yeah. guess what? You can play all of those also on Wii. <laughs> Okay, let's begin round two, and we'll start with the geography question. Devil's Tower is a butte composed of igneous rock located in what scarcely populated state? A geography question that I don't know. I've written out some states, and I'm staring at them, and that's about as far as I've got. Geography, especially within the United States, is not my my strong suit. I hear you. Same here. Geography within the United States is the only geography I know. So you know this one then? No, of course not. But I have an idea. I know sparsely sparsely populated states. Not New York. I got one knocked off, so I'm on my way. That's right. You didn't even start with the most populated state. Though. Doesn't matter. I think my geography doesn't start getting uh, sharp until we leave Earth's atmosphere and it stops being geography. Yeah. All right. I am locked in with something. It's uh Same. Okay, Neil's got a couple uh, states written on his paper. He just needs to select one. Well, yeah, the person who does know this is Richard Dreyfuss because it's most famously used in Close Encounters of the Third Kind by Steven mm. Spielberg. Bring it back to Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, we'll be... I was thinking about including that in the question. I'm like, no. No, no I, I knew no that more. Neil has one anchor by which he holds fast to this world. It's <laughs> Steven Spielberg. I can't believe I'm forgetting the state that it's in. Uh, the, the film is going to be re-released in September in theaters, so I'm excited to check that out. That'll be pretty cool, actually. Uh, I just saw Jaws. My mom and I went and saw Jaws at the Chicago Symphony, and the Symphony did the score live. Oh, wow. that's amazing! It was it was incredible. I always forget this. I mean, I know I know the movie really well, and uh, I can see the mashed potato version of Devil's Tower. But uh, I'm gonna lock in an answer that I'm not too happy with. Okay, Neil's in. Uh, let's start with Matt. Um, I was thinking the same region just because of sparsely populated and igneous rock. Uh, I said Wyoming. Wyoming. Sabrina? Yep. Pretty much came down to Wyoming and Montana for me. And I also said Wyoming. Are you feeling a little better now, Neil? I'm feeling better that other people are joining me, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, but I put Wyoming, yeah. And the correct answer is Wyoming. All right. Good, okay. Good job, guys. <laughs> that was my that Everybody was my swept a uh, geography question. That might be a first on our show. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, moving on to a true or false question. The two dragon characters in the classic game Bubble Bobble are named Bub and Bob. True or false? I don't even know what that is. You've got the little uh, NES system. Is it on there? It's sitting right behind me. Bubble Bobble is a great game. Check it out. (laughs) Yeah, if you're not going to use that, I would like to steal it. With the re-release of the SNES now in miniature... I'm, of course, going to put in my name and try and buy one and then be very mad at Nintendo when I can't buy one. <laughs> when you have to buy it for $500 on eBay or whatever. No, I, I refuse. All right. Everybody's in? Yep. yep. Okay. Matt? Uh, I believe that is false. Okay. Uh, I also went false. 
Sabrina? Yeah, uh, it seemed a little, little too pat for them to be named Bub and Bob, so I also said false. You gotta realize that this is a game about dragons shooting bubbles out of their mouth and capturing monsters, and they are in fact named Bob and Bob. Oh my god. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next question, question three. Within one, how many home runs did Barry Bonds hit in his record-setting 2001 season? So you get a little bit of a range, one run either way. Matt, <laughs> Matt's giving the thumbs up. He loves the sports. Uh, in fact, I think if he grins any harder, he'll pull a facial muscle. Something in my wheelhouse, yeah. A little bit. I'm a massive sports fan and a big Mark McGuire fan also. Mm-hmm. But this is... Uh, all right. I'm locked in. Okay. Let's uh, start with Sabrina on this one. All right. So I know Mark hit 70, and I'm fairly certain that Barry, it wasn't just like by one that he beat it. Like it was by a few, but I don't think it was that many. So I put 73. Okay. I think that might be a little low. I'm not regretting that, but we'll see. We'll see. I saw Matt was shaking his head, nodding along with uh, with your answer here. Yeah, so I also said 73. 73. So I had 67 written down. I crossed it out before Sabrina said her answer and uh, went up to 71. But then when I heard both their answers, now I feel like I'm going to be really angry if I'm you know one shy. So Yeah, Neil, Neil falls one short mm-hmm. of the range. So the correct answer was 73. Oh. I also thought it was 71 if it makes you feel any better. I don't know where that number came from. I just, I felt like it was one more than 70. You know, I i don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the most home runs by someone not on steroids, it's still Roger Maris. So. With 61. One. One. 61, yeah. Okay, question four. Uh, you might recall from the last episode that I hosted, uh, there was a pretty entertaining Monty Python clip. And I uh, just want to bring it back to that film. So in the film, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, King Arthur is finally able to incapacitate the knights who say knee due to their weakness to hearing what word they may not care for a certain Stephen King novel as well. Mm. I'm in. I'm going to marinate on that clue for a minute. Well, there's a lot of single word Stephen King titles, so that's good. I, I just had a gut reaction and I just went with it instead of overthinking it. No, I'm going to overthink this one. I am in. No. You're pretty familiar with the film? Oh, I've seen it once. Okay. But yeah, so have I. <laughs> it's pretty much a guess. <laughs> I'm locked in with an answer. I don't care anymore at this question. <laughs> I can't think of it. Sabrina? Yeah, I'm locked in. Okay. Let's start with uh, Neil this time. I uh, immediately thought of it. I also put it. It and Sabrina? Uh, I thought that since they were the knights who say me, uh, maybe the word they would not like would be nah. So I put nah. <laughs> it's interesting you said that because one of the uh, one of the other knights uh, was trying to pronounce knee and he kept saying new, but uh, the correct answer this time is it. No way. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not Christine. That's for uh, sure. I I just guessed based purely on the Stephen King clue. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I'm glad it helped. Mm-hmm. Um, we're moving on to question five. This one is uh, submitted by David Raffetto. And thanks for sending that in. It's a great question. And again, please send your question fives to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. And so this one is a president's question. Who is the most recent U.S. president to have never earned a college degree? Jeff is waving his arms around. 
pumping his pumping his fist. Walked in. I very nearly wrote this question into another game. So, so can it be a president whose degree was just kind of given to him because he paid for it, or <laughs> who has never earned a college degree? So nepotism or family connections aren't counting in this instance. Uh, just put him down. Uh, <laughs> put him down. I can I can tell you that it, I have a feeling we know who you're <laughs> you're thinking of. Well, there's there's you're, so many I can't choose. Your okay. your qualifier here is irrelevant. No, I know it is relevant. I'm just saying there's a lot of them. Um, yeah, I just believe he never earned it. I just put Donald Trump. Okay. And Sabrina? Uh, so this is my main man from Missouri. Uh, he actually has a college named after him now, which is truly hi- hilarious. Uh, this is Harry S. Truman. Mm. Truman? Mm. Uh, I just went with Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Uh, I did not realize I was asking so many Missouri questions. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the correct answer is Harry Truman. So thanks again for that question, David. Everybody thinks it's Eisenhower, but they forget that he went to the academy. Yeah. He had a show too, right? Truman? Get- the Truman <laughs> Show. <laughs> really, Neil? <laughs> I think that was Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, one, th- one funny thing, uh, you're talking about Missouri, and uh, I'm sure Sabrina knows this. One of my favorite movies is uh, Waiting for Guffman by Christopher Guest, and they're in Blaine, Missouri. Red, White, and Blaine is the show they put on. Corky St. Clair. Corky St. Clair, that's right. For the record, I looked it up. Uh, he was a haberdasher. I couldn't uh, remember for sure. <laughs> a haberdasher. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like not politics at all. No. And then somehow he ended up as the vice president, and then the president, and everyone was like, "All right, well, yeah, no, this is the guy that we want to be in charge of the nuclear bomb." Well, yes. that would be a very frightening situation to be in. Yeah. I, I could. I could only imagine to have an unqualified president. <laughs> yeah, that would be freaky. Terrible. Right? Good thing that'll never happen. All right. Yeah, thank goodness. All right, moving on to question six. What is the formula for the Pythagorean theorem which provides a representation of the relationship between different sides of a right triangle? I am locked in. I have an answer. Okay, let's start with uh, Sabrina this time. I studied engineering in school, so again, if I didn't know this, all of my teachers would come after me. Uh, It's A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Okay, and let's go to Matt. Yeah, as a econ major, I took quite a few different math classes, and uh, a squared plus b squared equals c squared came up quite a bit. I definitely know that uh, equation uh, now that I hear it, but uh, you talked about right angles, so I just went right said Fred. <laughs> the classic <laughs> it math is equation. a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Okay, moving on to the next question. What first album marked the beginning of a prolific career for the Beatles? The Beatles. What's the name of their first album? Their first album released in the UK, like the UK title. Just, just I just want to check because I know that there were like US reissues, um, and sometimes they didn't always have the same name. Okay, so Sabrina asked for some clarification, and I uh, looked it up. Um, so I am looking for the answer of the original release in the UK, not any bullshit that the United States release <laughs> might have uh, done to it. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. No American bullshit. Yeah. All right. I am locked in. I'm in, too. I'm in. I don't think it's right. Okay. Let's start with Neil this time. So I went through a lot of their titles. Revolver, I know, is, is kind of an early one, but I feel like that was after a few records. Um, and I believe Hard Day's Night might have just been an album, uh, or I mean, a movie. So this might be The Monkees, which I'm pretty sure it is, but I just put Here Come the Beatles. Okay. See, I thought I was in the similar... Uh, thought process i said uh presenting the beatles okay and sabrina so 
uh, I when I was studying for Jeopardy, I went through and I listened to a lot of music from the 60s and the 70s because, as I've noted many times, <laughs> I am rather young. And I listened to all the Beatles albums in order a couple times. Um, and I think the first one, at least like the first UK release, is called uh, Please Please Me. Okay. And Please Please Me is the correct answer. Ah. And you guys were awful close because the bullshit that I was talking about is that it was mostly released in the United States as introducing the Beatles. Mm. So That's uh, you, guys, you guys were close. But uh, Sabrina's... Uh, Quick, uh, quick catch there uh, really improved on the uh, question. So thanks for catching that uh, little correction. The 60s and 70s music is uh, before my time too, just for clarification purposes. <laughs> <laughs> Not to imply that 60s or 70s music would be any of our time periods. <laughs> our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally mine. I okay, this next question is a sports question, but let's see how Matt likes it. <laughs> In what sport would you find the following techniques? Appel? Glide and Posada Soto. I do not like it. <laughs> this is not a Matt approved sports Appel, question. Glide, Posada Soto. I just keep thinking of Giovanni Soto. <laughs> um, Could you spell that first word? A P P E L. We said it's a sport, right? It is a sport. Oh, it is. Oh, all right. I put something in. I just don't want to hold it up since I know it's wrong. This is not like, you know, online competitive video gaming. Damn. That's going to be my guess. Uh, I'm feeling like I'm either pretty close or absolutely completely wrong. Okay. So feeling great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's start with Matt. Um, So I was thinking of that game with the ball and the the little scoop paddles that are curved kind of like a banana, which I believe is called highlight. So I said highlight. Highlight. Okay. Sabrina? So that definitely crossed my mind. I couldn't remember uh, what any of the moves from that were called because uh, I know it's uh, originally Portuguese or Brazilian. Um, so I figured maybe maybe that was close. I actually uh, I put ice dancing uh, okay. because the glide and uh, I, I I don't know. It sounded vaguely like ice skating, but it, I. Fairly certain it's not figure skating. If, if, uh, ice, if ice dancing is a sport, I'm going to be very irritated with this question. <laughs> it's, it's, a sp- it's a sport, but uh, all right, Neil. Uh, I just figured it was it was wrong, but uh, I, I put uh, curling. Curling is your default. I don't know what sport this is. Answer. I feel. Yeah. All right. So appel glide and Posada soto are techniques used in fencing. Oh. Ah. So I can't get too specific here as I'm not a fencer, but I believe the appel is a technique used where the uh, front foot is stomped on the ground as like kind of a fake out or to surprise your opponent. The glide is when the um, the sabers, you know, slide against one another to try to score a point. And the Posada Soto was some sort of maneuver where you try to get underneath the opponent's uh, saber. And uh, if if there's any fencers out there listening, please email me some corrections on these. I just had to uh, try to understand it the best I could. So fencers are usually big into trivia, so I'm sure we have a huge contingent. I do know one of my buddies um, who listens to the show uh, was a former fencer, so um, maybe uh, maybe he can <laughs> email <us> in. <laughs> All right, or text me at uh, seven thirty in the morning or something. Yeah, either way. Okay, question nine. What actor appeared in the film The Killers, his final film before becoming the governor of California? 
Yeah, it's only only can be two people, and I'm just trying to decide. The answer I put is the uh, the easy one, that so it's probably wrong. Yeah, I am I am locked in as well uh, with I think not what y'all have gone with, but <laughs> okay. well, regardless, let's start with you. So I was trying to decide between Arnie and Ronnie, and I put Ronnie Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. How about Neil? I had the same thought process as uh, Sabrina. I just couldn't remember if Schwarzenegger was in uh, The Killers. Um, so, yeah, I went with uh, with Reagan. Okay. I went with Arnie. All right. So, Ronnie is the correct, <laughs> uh, correct answer in this case. Ronald Reagan. Okay. Question 10 is going to be a song lyric uh, question. I'm going to say the lyrics, and I just want the song. Okay. I'm going to try to read this the best I can and not give away the answer because I have extreme difficulty uh, doing that. Sometimes I wish I could turn back time, impossible as it may seem, but I wish I could so bad, baby. These are always so hard. I'm intentionally reading it quite awkwardly. I, 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 I know I know I know the song, and yeah. it's just getting the rhythm, but I wish I could so bad. <laughs> B-A-B-Y, baby. I know I know this one. Really angry because all I hear in my head is share. Yes, it's happening in my head <laughs> right now. And it's ruining awful. the... It, and I have... I know the impossible as it may seem. I know how that's sung, like the rhythm. But I every time I go back to the beginning, I hear share and it's screwing me up. All I'm hearing in my head is the new Kesha song. Ugh. That's that's really it. Well, it is not the new Kesha song. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Is it an old Kesha song? Has she finally settled the dispute so that I can get new Kesha music? Because I have been going through withdrawals. It's happening. Uh, this is this is probably my favorite one because I'm just enjoying these guys struggling. <laughs> it's really funny. So Matt's in here. Everybody else, else is uh, still trying to work it out here. Yeah, I, I'm like, I don't even think I'm the right genre. I, I'm like playing it in my head, and I can't get a feel for it. Neil's humming it repeatedly over and over and over here. It doesn't help me. You guys are killing me. <laughs> if I could turn back time. <laughs> See, I sing like one line. I have to put it in the singing jar, and you guys get to sing. Okay. Uh, only for competitive it's, it's, purposes. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be malicious, though. So it's <laughs> He's the psycho from basketball. <laughs> All right, I have I have a song title written down. Uh, let's just end my misery. This is <laughs> okay. So all I keep hearing in my head, and I think that's the right rhythm, is is uh, the uh, impossible as it may seem, something like that. And I I know it's not that exactly. Temporary lift on the singing band. And I can't, so I hear impossible as it may seem. I wish I could, so uh, I wish I could turn. And I can't, I keep hearing share, and it's making me angry. So I'm going to put uh, No Way Out, or no, no Easy Way Out from the Rocky Four soundtrack. Okay. Matt? Yeah, I, going back, I'm thinking, I feel like this is a mid-90s pop song, but I can't place it. And then I just put uh, Slide by Matchbox 20, because I know that we all enjoy that song. <laughs> was it, wasn't that one uh, Goo Goo Dolls? Is it? Slime yeah, I was thinking of uh, 2 a.m. Okay, 3 a.m. Uh, Sabrina? <laughs> Why are we so bad at that? <laughs> I don't know. It's all 13 monkeys all over again. <laughs> yeah. Let it let it die. Never. So I put Last Christmas, and that's that's it. That's all I got. Wham. Yeah, right, so wham. Let's, let's cue the song. Quit playing games with my 
The answer is quit playing games with oh, my heart. Oh, I knew it! Oh. Oh. By the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> any any thudding that you might have heard was... Uh, any thudding that you might have just heard was Neil, Neil slamming flipping. his hands on the on the table. Neil flipping the table. So that, that brings an end to the uh, to the regulation. Um, do you want to recap the scores, Jeff? Sure. Yeah, as the big uh, Matt and I, I don't know if Matt's as big as I am, but I'm a huge boy band fan. And I love NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, and I was just listening to this song last night. I was uh, dragged to a Backstreet Boys event by a mutual friend of all of ours, and uh, I watched a, like 40 mid-30s women go absolutely insane when they walked into the sugar factory and uh, were bum-rushing them like they were 16 again, and it was crazy. I do love both of them uh, equally. I, well, I mean, I do love both of them. And Sync is obviously better because they don't need stools or just sit around and sing. They can dance, but uh, in their prime. I was always an O-Town man myself. Ah, Liquid Dreams. Okay. <laughs> O-Town and LMNT. Yeah. I'll agree with the LMNT. You can get your O-Town nonsense out of here. Uh. All right. So calculating the scores. So the second round scores, 30 went to Neil. Matt had 40. Sabrina matching her first round with 60. Putting that all in with the mid-round in the first round. We're going to go from the bottom up. Neil in last place, 110. Matt edging him out a little bit, 120. Sabrina, 170. Wow. Jeez. All right, so she's pulling away a little bit, but anything can happen in the final round here. Especially since you can wager up to 150 points. Yeah, that's right. If you have it. Okay, so let me announce the final round categories, and you guys can wager up to 30 points per question, not to exceed the earned points. So the first one is in festivals. The second one is national anthem. The third category is in moons. The fourth category is in film and shoes. And the fifth category is in suicides. (laughs) Ending on a high note there. Uh, these are not good categories for me. Okay, all the wagers are in, so we'll begin the questions for the final round. Question one. La Tomatina, an annual festival in which participants hurl tomatoes in one of the world's largest food fights, occurs in what country? It's absolutely filthy. Yeah. All right, question two. What nation boasts the national anthem entitled Lofsanger? With music composed by Sveinbjorn Sveinbjornsson. Question three. What moon of Saturn shares its name with a fictional world created by James Cameron for his film Avatar? Okay, question four. In 2017, Adidas released a limited run of the Ram Zisu at the We Love Green Music Festival in Paris. The sneaker featured a distinct blue and yellow design as it appeared in what film? And question five. Football season is over was the title of what famous journalist and writer's suicide note penned in 2005? That is a lovely and beautiful question. And our contestants are just writing their answers now. It's probably a good thing I'm not playing this one. As you and I had a lengthy discussion about that once. Okay, I think I think I'm locked in on all mine. Uh, all right, I have my oh, answers uh, in. No, he's not dead. <laughs> Is he? That might be a bit of a problem for your answer then. Yeah. Most people don't survive suicides. Wait, he's not dead. Hold on. 
Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all answers are in. So let's uh, go around and collect answers from our contestants. All right, so first, La Tomatina, the annual tomato festival. Uh, what did you have, Neil? Uh, I was between Mexico and Brazil, and I, for some reason Brazil felt good to me. Uh, or Argentina was the other one I was uh, going through, so I've said Brazil. Mm-hmm. I was in uh, the other part of the world between Spain and Italy, and I said Italy. Italy. And what did you say, Sabrina? And I also was in the other part of the world, except I said Spain. Mm. I think it's Spain. And the correct answer is Spain. Oh, I crossed out Spain. So, Sabrina, the only one with nothing to lose, the only one to get it right. Matt and Neil both wagering 10. Okay. So next question, which was about the national anthem Love Songer by Sveinbjörn Sveinbjörnsson. What do we have, Matt? Uh, I said Sweden. Sweden. Sabrina? I wrote down every scandinavian country circled i think all of them crossed them all out except for sweden i also wrote down uh, a few scandinavian countries but uh, knew ken had an affinity for sweden so uh it sounded swedish so i just put sweden as well okay so uh the gentlemen in the room know that i went to sweden uh last year uh sabrina does not know that and this is not a sweden question this actually has to do with another great uh, nordic country that i appreciate norway iceland what oh. Iceland. Yeah. Not not by Sigaros, by Sveinbjörn Sveinbjörnsson. <laughs> I don't know how I would have ever gotten that. Okay, so Neil hedged his bets, placed zero. Mm. Matt and Sabrina both losing 10 on that one. It was going to be a bad round for me. <laughs> okay, so the moon's question. Uh, moon is Saturn that shares its name with the James Cameron um, world from Avatar. Let's go ahead with Sabrina first. All right, so I promised myself my final jeopardy category was on astronomy and the answer was uh phobos which is oh and dimos one of the two moons of Uh, mars and so i promised myself that if i ever got like another astronomy or moons question ever again i can't ever bet less than the full amount so uh i was hoping hoping fingers crossed that i would get this right i think it's pandora okay with two ways to get this one neil 
Uh, I had zero. I know it's Pandora, but I just I didn't put anything. So okay, yeah, Matt? yeah. I uh, I bet zero, which made it easy for me to put Avatar Land because I had no idea. Okay, so Pandora was the correct answer. Uh, Neil and Matt, no wagers. Sabrina wagered thirty, sticking to her pledge oh. to wager at all. So she gets thirty on that one. Okay. Question four was about the uh, the film and the shoes. So what did we have for your answer on that one, Neil? Uh, so I went, uh, I heard the clue in there and uh, the color palette of, of uh, blue and yellow uh, used by Wes Anderson uh, in my guess uh, would be Life Aquatic. Mm. Okay. I was just thinking running shoes and put Run Lola Run. Okay. And Sabrina? Uh, I had a very, very similar thought. Uh, Zisu. And the only thing that I think I want to hear that name is the Life Aquatic. Yeah, the correct answer is The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Um, so I was recently watching this uh, this movie again. I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan, though I have a great appreciation for him. And I'm watching it, and I see they bust out the sneakers, and there's a close-up of the sneakers. I was like, oh, they must make these. And I shut the movie off, and I look it up, and they were just released just now, hmm. which is really bizarre. Um, bizarre coincidence. But yes, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Uh, pretty cool sneakers, though. So on the fourth question, everybody with some decent-sized wagers. Neil with the most again wagered 30. So he's up 30 on that one. Matt drops another 20. Sabrina picks up 20. Okay. And football season is over is what uh, famous writer's suicide note? Let's start with Matt. So if I'm thinking of the right guy, um, you said he's a journalist. Uh, His uh, suicide note was football season is over. I know this guy wrote for ESPN page two at some point. Uh, I put Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. And uh, Sabrina? Yeah, I was a couple of different things rattling around in my head. Um, For a second, I thought it might have been David Foster Wallace, my favorite author, but then I remembered his suicide note. It's never been, I mean, he he didn't really leave one, um, so I don't think that he would have a title. Uh, But I... 2005 really stuck out of me, and so I also put Hunter S. Thompson. Okay, and Neil? That's a great guess. Uh, now that I hear it, it kind of fits. Uh, I just put the name Brown. I don't know. Okay, well, Hunter S. Thompson was correct. Yeah, I got one. Okay, so in that round, Neil falling another 10, Matt and Sabrina both picking up 20. <laughs> so let's uh, tally the final scores and find out who is the cream of the crop. Taking away from his score, Matt falls 20, dropping to an even 100. Neil gained some, lost some, picked up 10 in the final to make his score 120. And Sabrina adds another 60 to her 170 to make her score 230. Wow, that's a pretty high score. You are certainly the cream of the crop this week. I'm balance off balance doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. (laughs) I guess so. I guess so. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, obviously, you, you kicked these gentlemen's asses uh, uh, me, thoroughly. For the record, me and Neil's score combined would not have been Sabrina. Uh, I had a feeling it would go down <laughs> like this, but I at least wanted to have a uh, you know a punching uh, punching fight. So. I'm in triple digits, so I'll take it as a win. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like some of the games were like 30 and 20. Yikes. Yeah. No, it was, it was a great game. I love these questions. Uh, super varied. Uh, just enough sports. Big fan of that. So. Not enough sports. I agree, yeah. Sabrina. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the sports guy, so I do my best to, to you know, just kind of shove them in there and get get them in for the sake of uh, for the sake of it. So, is there anything you want to plug, Sabrina? 
I'm actually going to be heading out to the Trivia Championships of North America in Las Vegas in August. Uh, it's pretty much the mecca for all different types of trivia. Uh, quiz Bowl, um, just straight up trivia. I know there's a sports trivia competition, pretty much wall to wall for an entire weekend. So it's a super fun event. Um, I'm very, very excited to go out there and compete. Yeah, and of course, we wish you luck on that as well. Um, so did you have a Twitter or anything where uh, people can follow you and find out what uh, you're doing or if you're guesting on other podcasts? Yeah, my Twitter handle is at uh, the Teenage Fritz. Uh, all one word, the Teenage Fritz, kind of like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And that's uh, Fritz with a Z. Okay, cool. And if you want to find us on Twitter, use the handle at TrivialityPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrivialityPod. If you'd like to get in touch with us via email, send those to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. Question fives, make sure you put the name of the host and question five in the title so we can't cheat, and we'd love to hear those questions. And of course, other than spreading the word, the best way you can support the show is by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Triviality on your favorite podcast app. And once again, we still have that uh, contest going where once we hit 50 reviews, we'll be giving away some prizes. So until next time, on behalf of Sabrina, our guest, who is the cream of the crop this week, Neil, Matt, Jeff, and myself, Ken, that was Triviality. Do you mind? I'm trying to eat here. Just thought you'd like to see what a skater's body really looks like. Hmm? Go ahead, drink it in. Don't be shy. Looking's for free. Touching's gonna cost you something.